Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello and welcome to this next series that we've put together for you on the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast. It's really exciting after a couple of weeks here to be back to be able to bring you some new content, hopefully be able to help you in a new way in a new year. And so, you know, being a new year, this is the time where we all get kind of energized. You know, we have new beginnings, new improvements, new steps that we can uh, take forward that we didn't quite get to maybe the year before. So we're going to help you focus all that energy in this series when it comes to your finances specifically, so you can get off to that great start in this new year. As always, if you do like what you're hearing, please make sure to subscribe, follow us on Apple Podcasts, really wherever you listen, clicking that star, leaving the review. It really, really helps us reach the quite literally millions of other young families out there just like you. If you want to hear a focus on finances related to your mindset, your parents' mindset, or even helping your kids with their own mindsets growing up, then check out some of our past seasons that dive really deep into those various areas. This series, though, like I said, is about getting off on the right foot for this new year and is why we titled this series Setting Your Compass for the New Year. We'll have lots of you know, great nautical references and puns just to you know, try to tie that in as much as possible. And there will also be lots of exclamation points flying around in the titles to try and help leverage that energy, right? It's a new year and we want to harness that energy to do good things. So we're going to cover how to set that financial compass for the new year, putting yourself first, using what we call a bucketing strategy to help organize and prioritize your goals, and really much, much more exclamation point on top of that. Today's title specifically is titled, Goal Setting is a Two-Spouse Exercise, exclamation point, where we're going to talk about the very first part in setting that compass which is really figuring out where exactly you want to go, right? And really not only where you want to go, but more accurately, where you both want to go. The goal for today's episode is for you to walk away with clear questions to get that list of goals for this new year. We need to know where that ship is sailing. So when you're married, you have one ship. You're two people, but you're floating on one ship. You may decide to have separate bank accounts, split up who's responsible for, you know, the uh, electric bill versus paying the mortgage, but you cumulatively have one ship still. You're agreeing maybe to have separate chores to upkeep and separate closets even to keep all your tools in that you're going to do it with, but a ship can only sail in one direction at one time. It has one steering wheel that you and your spouse have to set together. And, you know, over my almost 15 years of working with families, I've seen countless times that spouses kind of look awkwardly at each other when we ask them about their goals and their spouse gives maybe a totally different answer than what they expected. You think I'm working at 65? There's no way I'm going to be doing this for that long. I don't like my job. So things like that. If you haven't had a goal conversation with your spouse, this means you're certainly not at all alone, but this is still the first step. Now, where you may want your journey to take you determines on how you build and pack this ship to help take you there. To aid you in this conversation, I have a list of three different questions that I want to run through. And it's really a lot of the same questions I ask the families that we work with 
to help them gain clarity on what actually would make them happy, what goals they should set. So that's a key point here that we want to make sure we don't forget too. Goals are things that would make you happy, not what you think you need to do kind of goals. You don't have to retire early if you enjoy your job. Or if you'd rather just take more vacations and work longer, yo, that's cool too. Or if retiring early is the only thing you think about, then great, let's look 100% go for that. You don't have to move to, say, a bigger house and work really hard and more hours to help you know, pay for that bigger house if you're happy in your current home. There's no right or wrong with any of this. There's just what would make you both happy and what wouldn't. So clear your mind of those supposed tos as much as you can. The other point I'll give you ahead of time is that goals are not at all to make you feel like a failure. That's not the point of goals. They are to give you a better chance of achieving something more quickly than you otherwise would have without goals. So I've shared before how goals used to petrify me. I don't want to fail, right? But even the best goal-setting gurus out there, they may hit 50 to 60% of their annual goals in the best of years. So we all set tons of goals we don't necessarily hit right away, but we hit way more than we would have without them. So last year, I wanted to travel as an example to five new places, five places I've never seen before in my life, and I only traveled to two. However, if I didn't set that goal, I probably would have traveled to zero new places last year. So hopefully that helps you see what I mean here. I have a whole episode on this topic if you really want to dive into it more. Uh, That's really how important I think goal setting can be for you and, and how happy you can be in your life how many things it can add to your happiness list that you accomplish. So check out episode 4.4, Schedule Goals, Achieve Goals, if you really want the whole rundown. All right, so now let's jump into some of those points that I promised you to get that goal conversation started. So number one, it's pretty easy. What makes each of you happy now? Now, this seems like an easy question, but it's a great point to kind of start at to help build off of the today. You know, what makes you happy today? Is it vacations? Is it being home with family? Is it coaching? Is it going to Disney World? Is it even just going to the park? So, you know, for me, when I sat down and did this, it was kind of harder than I thought it was going to be. What actually makes me happy? You know, I'm so involved in the the day-to-day and going to work. What actually makes me happy today? And when I stopped and think of, thought about kind of like the last year, it was visiting and traveling to some new places. And, you know, for my wife, Lauren, it was coaching was her favorite thing to do at the time she was a teacher and going to Disney World, obviously. So, you know, when you stop and kind of think what actually has been making me happy today, it may be a little bit of a harder exercise than you, you would think, but it does really help gain some clarity to, okay, if these things make me happy today, then obviously, you know, I would probably want to do more of these things. The second question is, what would make you happier? So maybe things that you're not necessarily doing today, but things that if you could do them, it would make your life better. So it's kind of like a building off of that first question. So for Lauren, I had mentioned that she loved coaching. She was a teacher at the time. And she wound up getting an opportunity to make coaching and social media work as well off of the coaching her full-time job. So doing something that she absolutely loved every day. She also set a goal of one day getting a pool because when she was growing up, her parents had a pool 
And she just loved that as a kid. Those are like some of her best memories growing up were, you know, being in the pool and playing with friends. So she wants to give that experience to our kids as well. And so that's not something that we're doing right, we had right now, but that was something that would make her happier kind of a thing. Now, for me, it really made me think about what, you know, what do I want my business to be? Did I want one that kind of just went, you know, to maximize income? Or did I want one that really maximized more living? And again, there's no right or wrong with any of this. But for me, it was being home for dinner every night and available to coach, you know, soccer on the weekends or softball. You know, all those things my kids would remember. So that's kind of what we came up with, with, you know, happier. So the last question is, what keeps you up at night? For some, you know, it's really just not knowing what path they're on. That could be scary, right? Unknowns are scary. Unknowns are scary. For others, it's a fear of saving enough for college. This, albeit, is not, you know, as much fun of a, a question as the happy questions. But this can be keeping you back from feeling as happy as you could be feeling. If you have anxiety over, you know, what path you're on or anxiety that you aren't saving enough or anxiety of what would happen to your kids if you or, you know, your spouse died or became disabled or something like that, well, then that is weighing on you probably every single day. And the great thing about this question is that these items can generally be addressed pretty quickly and easily especially when you're young and healthy. Life or disability insurance, for example, can you know, remove anxiety over your family being protected just like that. Saving a little more every month has as long as you know, 30 years to grow and make just a huge difference while you're young. So removing fears and sleeping better at night can really often be easier items to check off than you know, some of the happier items that, like for my instance, like a pool, you may have to you know, work a couple years to go get that. Whereas life insurance, you could probably get in a couple weeks and completely get rid of that anxiety that's coming from it. So goals overall can be things to add to your happiness or things that can also stop detracting from your happiness. But the end result for both is more overall happiness. When you have this list of goals, hang it up somewhere. That would be a, a, one of the first recommendations I would have for it so that you can look at it from time to time. I have my goal list right on my cork board in my office. So I don't look at it every day, but I, I see it. I glance at it now and then. And I check in with Lauren about it every few months. So check in with your spouse about it every few months to kind of keep it in the front of both of your minds. The more that you have it on your mind, the, the greater chance, again, of some of these goals being achieved. And remember, if you achieve even one of those things, I don't care if the list of goals is 10 or this list of goals is 50. If you achieve even one of those things that you hung up, now you're better than you were before. Your compass has more of a route, your ship more of a direction. As you go along the way, don't beat yourself up because there are going to be delays. Again, we're not expecting all of these goals to be completed in every year. So if you want to get a life insurance evaluation by March and it doesn't happen, that's okay. Let's shoot for April now or May. At least you have it on your mind and you're still much, much more likely to achieving it than before you set any goals at all. Thanks so much for tuning in today as always and join us for next week's episode called Pay Yourself First! Exclamation point where we're going to talk about how you can work towards having the funds to start achieving now some of these goals that we just set and how the biggest problem most people face 
is giving all their hard-earned money away to other people. So overall, if you're able to implement what we covered today, that's fantastic. You have less to worry about than before, and you can focus more on enjoying life. If you're wanting help with these things, though, or have any questions you need help in clarifying, check out the Ask Joe section on the show's website, www.enjoymore30s.com. That's enjoymore30s.com. Until next week, thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management, LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc., and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.